Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. Unless you have a thus saith God, what is has God said to me? If you don't have that, then you'll listen to what everybody else is saying and you might be off course. Because God is speaking to all of us, right? But you got to know what God is saying to you. So when I'm listening, especially when we have great teachers, I'm listening. Okay, God, what do you want me to do with this? Right? What's the next level? What's the next direction? Where do I go with this? Right? So this is, this is, I hope you guys are taking notes. Because without taking notes, a lot of this, you're going to miss it. Right? We'll let you know when the podcast has been uploaded. And if you're not already connected to our podcast, I would suggest you do so, especially if you have an iPhone. You just the, the you already have a podcast on your iPhone. You just go to C3 Church Indian Trail, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe because when you subscribe, every new message automatically downloads to your phone. If you have a Droid, then you got to go to whatever the podcast Droid app is and then look for C3 Church Indian Trail there and it's the same. You got to subscribe to it and then you get all the messages. So once Max get them all edited, um, he'll have those uploaded so you can go back and listen to these. Amen. All right. You guys ready for the next session? Okay. Well, Sione, if you don't mind woman of God, if you want to come on up and, uh, let's welcome her as she come to minister the word of God. So I'm the kind of ministry that, uh, hits the tone by music. Now, please do not look at the vessel. Expect from the Lord, because I'm not a musician. So you might see glitches even in my playing my auto harp. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) Not an entertainer at all. I sing to worship. So my brother, John was saying that we have to know who we are in Christ. We have to know who he is to us. Amen? Relationship is just like that. You cannot love what you do not trust. And you cannot receive if there's no trust. So to know God is to first love him, trust him, and then you can receive from him. Amen. 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 We're all set. Hey, simple. It's not complicated at all. So I want to sing something just to let you know how amazed I am. God is so an amazing God to us. Okay. Everything is jumping out of place. Praise God. Amen. Amen. This is a very simple song. Everybody probably knows about it. Okay. You dance over me while I You see 
lasciare una canzone. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. How you love me. You paint the morning sky. This song is a theme song to our ministry that we do, and my husband always wants me to sing this. Normally, he would have me sing it before he speaks, but this is today. Uh, sing it before you minister, so I'm going to sing this. And it's called Touch Your People Once Again. Just listen to the words, please. <clears throat> Church and not for temporary deeds. 
authority and power. Let a mighty crushing wind blow in. Touch your people once again. Yes, Lord, this is our prayer. Oh, touch your people once again. Let a mighty rushing wind blow in this place, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you see your tired servants and the broken, wounded soldiers. Oh, how much we need your precious healing hand. We need your people once again with your precious holy hand we pray let your kingdom shine upon this earth through our living glorious church and not for temporary deeds but to restore the authority let a mighty rushing wind blow in. Let, <clears throat> excuse me, touch your people once again. Oh, let a mighty rushing wind blow in. Touch your people. thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for a mighty, powerful, divine intervention on our behalf for your namesake. It is your namesake, Lord, that we seek your face and call upon your name to touch your people once again. To revive, Lord, those things that are weak, the things that are dead to bring to life in our lives. Lord, be glorified. I could preach on this particular words. We have had so many empty words. Empty words that not, does not build, it does not bring life. Empty words are a product of non-relational relationship in the church. It's hi and bye. You come in. Hello. How are you? Well, did, did that person care how you really are? And then you fellowship behind... We fellowship behind our heads. Wow. 
and then go out of the church unchanged. The Bible tells us that when we come in with sicknesses, with problems, that when we go out, we should have been freed up from those things as a fruit of communing together under God. Amen? So this song is a song that I sing from my heart because it means so much. Because I've seen the pain and the tearing. <sighs> we don't want to go there right now. It's God is a God of love and life, and he wants to build us up. He wants to bring us to an intimate, intimate relationship with him. Like I said earlier, how can you trust a God and believe him for who he is and what he is capable of doing in truth? Well, we can say, we can say this, we can sound spiritual <laughs> and look spiritual yeah. and holler and scream yeah. and do this while we are in the atmosphere of our services. What really counts is what happens when you leave that door. That's right. Amen. What happens when you go out into the valley? The valley is where we live for God. The mountaintops are the place where we get built up and filled up. But in that mountaintop should affect us in the daily basis of our lives. Not just when you are up in the mountain. Amen. I have seen this happen. I used to go to a lot of retreats. And uh, before we close and leave the premises, we are always warned by <clears throat> the leaders. I grew up as a Christian, uh, and I was a minute, I, I mean, I got born again at a Women's Aglow retreat. And it wasn't long before I was asked to be part of the ministry right away. Don't know nothing. Well, they asked me to be a greeter at the door. Now, you see, when you want to serve God, it doesn't matter where you start. That's right. That's right. Because you will always, if your heart is to serve, yeah. end up where God wants you. Amen? They sent a greeter at the door. Then they found out that I could sing a little. So they'd ask me if I could be part of the singing people. Because I was just a baby Christian, and I was just happy to do whatever they asked me to do. And I'm a natural servant-hearted person. I love to serve. And I serve my husband well. Hey. <laughs> Under God. <laughs> As unto the Lord. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> but we have we have this thing. Well, he I spoiled him and he spoils me. So there you go. You get what you give. You know, you plant the seed, you reap the fruit. That's right. So be careful what you plant. Wow. Yes. Amen. You need to say that one again. <laughs> Okay, 
Let's get serious. <laughs> Second Chronicles 7.14. I have a lot of stuff here that I can talk about, but I don't know how much time we have. We can go through the points in this. The faithful God who does not change has an eternal promise for us in his word. Amen? Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, <clears throat> take note, the first um, requirement is to humble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to whom? His people. Yes. He does not address the unsaved with this word. That's right. right. Yes. The only word that God has for the unsaved is to repent. Yes. Right. Come unto me, repent. That's, a lot, that's another, I guess I'm that's another message. You know, um, if I would, if you would give me a little bit of time to explain where I've been with the Lord, and I will not be long-winded, I promise, <clears throat> it will have you understand how much God cares for a soul in a different way than what we normally think, right? Sinners saved by grace. Does God talk to sinners? Does he even visit them? Okay. Well, awesome. Well, I was a sinner living in sin. I forgot the year. I have the year. I got it all written down. But it was five years before I came. To. Anyways, so... I was resting, I was off from work that day, I was resting in my <clears throat> bedroom. I wasn't asleep. This was before I was born again and before I knew what God call, has called my life to be. And all of a sudden, I was raised like, I was raised a Catholic and I know the, the little Jesus in, in the Philippines, because I'm Filipino, I'm from the Philippines. They have the little Jesus somebody gave me for my birthday as a gift, which I put above my headboard. And this is the baby Jesus with his royal robe and crown right on my headboard. Okay. Well, Jesus has grown up. <laughs> and that afternoon, I wasn't asleep, I was just resting, and all of a sudden, Jesus stood at the foot of my bed, not in his royal robe, in the normal thing that we, our, our human mind can comprehend as to who he is at that time. Now, since then, I have seen the eyes of Jesus three more times after I got born again, and then... Um, I've seen him in glory. I've seen him as the light. I've seen him in many faces. Of, because as you understand who he is, mm -hmm. he will show himself as such. 
But when you don't know who Jesus is, he will show himself in a way that you will be able to understand, understand. who yeah. he yeah. is. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Oh. He stood at the foot of my bed, and he stretched forth his hand, and all I can see was through his eyes. Mm. It's like, beam me, Scotty. Yeah. The love of God was shut into me. I did not understand. I'm a Catholic girl living in sin. Did not understand, but I know it was Jesus. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay? I know. Oh, I fell off of my bed and was on the floor weeping. I didn't know how long I wept. I, I would like to believe that at that moment I got saved. I always believed in Jesus Christ as the powerful God. My mother instilled that in my heart. She says, go, when you go, you pray to Jesus because Jesus is a God of miracle. I have never in my life, even now, since I got born again, I see a lot of people have a lot of problem believing because they can't believe that there's a Father in heaven who really loves them. But I've never had a problem with that. And I thank God for that because I can believe him for who he is and what he is and what he wants to do for me. And in, in his timing, he will make all things well. Amen? Amen? I can believe him that. I've never had a problem believing for finances, for anything. And I can tell you honestly before God at this moment, right here, I have no lack, none, none whatsoever. Did not understand what was going on at that moment. I just wept. And then got up from weeping. It's always in me that I saw Jesus. Did not understand what was going on. But before he ascended, he waved, he smiled, didn't say a word. He did not speak. He did not say repent. No. <laughs> that love permeated me. I'm getting to the point here because if you do not know the love of God, wow, you have wow. no anchor. His love is the anchor to our soul. To know him, to know his love. If you don't know his love, you can't love others either. Love is the foundation of anything we do. Without that, the Bible says we're just a clanging cymbal. That's right. That's Amen? Right. Because you're not speaking from the heart. <laughs> so, well, years passed. I didn't know. I just know I go to the Catholic Church. I walk in my knees to get to the Jesus place, you know, where they have this. He has him in a... Um, <clears throat> A place there, and huh? What what do you call that? Glass case, glass yeah. Case, yeah. And people go there to pray. Well, my mother told me, "You go to pray to him because he's miracle." So I go and pray to Jesus every day in the afternoon. I go four o'clock, hmm? my time. Go. <laughs> yeah, and I believe that he is a God of miracle. So time passed. And the Lord somehow, and I'm not going to go into all the gory details because it will take us a week to talk about these things. 
lo and behold, I ended up here in the United States. And why I have to be in the United States to be able to meet my Savior and really actually do the repenting and, you know, I wept, but I didn't even know what I was weeping for. I just know that the Spirit of the Lord touched me in a very powerful way. I got to know that He loves me by that love that was poured into me. But I didn't even know that He was my personal Savior. Because the Catholic Church, not picking on Catholic Church, I'm just sharing my experience. I was a Catholic girl, and they do not teach personal relationship, personal Savior. He's the Savior of the world. He died on the cross for all people, bled and died, but not a personal Savior type relationship. So when I got born again at a glow, I went up, got prayed for, and something changed. I started having, I prayed this, Lord, give me a mentor. Give me someone. Not knowing that the president of Aglow at that time was praying. She goes, Lord, give me someone I can minister to. <laughs> Lord heard her prayer and heard mine. Well, then one day she was taking me through Bible studies and and um, we ran into the scriptures of this, come unto me, all ye who is la- you know, labor and heavy laden. That's what he said to me. He didn't say the words, but he waved. He goes, mm-hmm. smiled at me, looked at me with that eyes of love, penetrating, and beckoned me to come. That picture is alive in me. Doesn't go away at any moment in time. The hard times my husband and I have gone through, I thank the Lord daily. Because yeah. if I didn't know his love, wow. if it was not my anchor, I would have walked away from Christianity. Mm-hmm. Because we have paid a great price. Not the world. Not from the world. From the church. Mm-hmm. It's wow. the church people who preach the word of God who has persecuted us so Wow. Bad. <laughs> and God has worked a whole lot of healing in our lives. Today, I can talk about it, and it doesn't, I can't feel that pain right, anymore. Right, right. But I, what I feel pain is the empty words of what I sing. Because you see it. That's the pain that I see. It's, Lord, restore your truth. Bring life to it. And those who are not walking accordingly, that they may repent and be restored to righteousness. Amen? Amen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Let's never forget that part. Because we will never be a seeking, we will never be humble, we will never be praying or seeking his face until we turn from our wicked ways. Because that hunger is never going to be there. And I will hear from heaven. 
I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Do we want to see our land healed? Yes. Yes, Lord. <clears throat> if the word of God, the promises is conditional. First one is if. Yes. <laughs> if is that a, I mean, I say this all the time. If, then, when, and others. <laughs> Pay attention to those single words. They mean a lot. Mm -hmm. So keep your mind in tune with what really God is saying in, in the passages of what we read in the Word. If the Word of God is adhered to, my people who are called by my name, that's the church. If, because we are his people, the church has a responsibility to decisively choose by our will to hear and to obey. If I get a little passionate, don't worry. I get that way sometimes. <clears throat> this requires praying, requires a mindset of our continual need for the Lord's care and holy favor, not a form of ritual, mealtime or bedtime prayers, right. but a continual mindset of continual awareness of God's presence with us. In intercession, as we walk daily through the valley and the mundane, dull, and ordinary things in life, of our lives, this includes seeing needs and burdens to be instantly praying for divine interventions on our behalf, as well as others around us for his name's sake. How many times do we hear someone say, pray for me, and we say, okay, I will. I had to learn this lesson. God chastened me one day. I got in that habit. Okay, I'll pray for you. Get busy. Right, right. Go to bed. The next day, you still didn't pray. And then I see the person, and God reminds me, did you pray? And I had to learn to practice. Things can, just like we, we create habits for ourselves. Amen? Like we're so addicted to cell phones. Well, <clears throat> we can create good habits. Creating one of them is putting feet to something that you said you would do. Words are no good until we put action into it. And I got convicted so bad by the Lord from the habit of saying empty words. Very sad. So many suffers in the church because of empty words. We do not value our word. Now, God's word is settled in heaven. It is truth. It doesn't move. It cannot be moved. It will perform wherever you sent it to by faith. Right. So should our words be were created In his image. And we are a people of God who needs to adapt his ways of being. So we should honor and put an important, how do you say that word? 
we should make it a very important thing when we speak. Our mouth, priority. our priority, <laughs> help me. So our words should be very important as to what we say and what we do with what we have said. That I believe that's called being a man of your word or a woman of your word because there is honor in that. Responsibility for your words and accountability for them. But to put that in practice is a challenge. We're human. There's television. There's books. There's earbuds for music that can take time and then make you forget what you were supposed to be right. doing. Amen? Amen? So we're getting into the details of little things that sometimes we actually, as people of God, ignores. Sometimes not intentionally. We're not perfect. But I always said, yes, that's a good excuse. Let us not use I'm not perfect uh-huh. as a crutch uh, and excuses for the things yeah. that we should be doing that mm-hmm. we do not do mm-hmm. because our habits are not being built around the Word of God and His integrity. Amen? Help us, Lord. <clears throat> a mindset. A continual need of the Lord's care and holy favor. We cannot have God's favor if we are not putting Him first and foremost in our lives. Mm -hmm. In obedience. Seek my face. A heartfelt attitude of worship and depth of seeking personal intimacy, acknowledging Him for who He is. Our Lord and our Creator God the need to dwell in his presence, his shadow over us. Where his voice is instructions, directions. Turn from their wicked ways is a heartfelt repentance from sin. Whatever is not holy and right before God, he is holy with a perfect love. To love him is to love holiness. This will be expressed in our attitude and actions towards God first and then our neighbors. And who is our neighbor? (laughs) It's not always the next door neighbor. (laughs) It can be your child, your husband, your friend, your colleague at work. Anyone that you interact with is your neighbor, okay? And But don't forget the neighbor next door. Yes, that too. <laughs> but the neighbor next door is not the one you interact with every day, moment by moment, especially at your workplace. Do they know who you are? Do we deny Christ at mm. work because we're embarrassed that mm. we might be rejected? Wow. No. If we want God's favor, we will not be ashamed of him. That's right. Anywhere you are. We pay the price. There's persecution for our faith. Don't be a persecution hunter, but never deny faith above, uh, you know, besides or in front of anybody. They ask you who you are, tell them who you are. Mm -hmm. You don't preach at them or shove the word of God on their throat, no. Because, you know, 
to gain people to the Lord, you have to have the right to speak into their lives. Amen. Going to a crusade and preaching in a crusade is totally different atmosphere as to when you are dealing with your neighbors. Wisdom is needed there. <clears throat> At crusades, you can preach the gospel all you want, as loud as you want. People listen. And in the end, you have an altar call. And you see souls saved and healed and delivered. But it's the moment by moment in our daily life where we deal with our neighbor, everything. Amen? Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's not too hard, is it? No. Sometimes I'm going, mm, Lord, I'm thinking, mm, a little bit hard, I think. <laughs> he is holy, so we must love holiness. There will be expressed in our attitudes. Oh, holiness is a big topic. I don't want to wander off too much. But we have a wrong perception. As my husband had also expressed last night, Holiness is the perfection of love. Mm -hmm. and uh, But we have a twisted understanding of what real holiness is. And it's good to understand what it means. It's good to know that God really looks in there. It's all a matter of the heart to God. You can dress up so nicely, mm -hmm. like I'm kind of dressed up a little nice today. And I can be so nice and um, <laughs> hug you and smile at you and say nice things to you. That can show us a good attitude of holiness. But what is in here? Yeah. <clears throat> see, we can deceive people by what they see. Yeah. But we can never deceive God because He sees this yeah. in here yeah. God said to me one day I was so concerned I got married before we married I was so involved in ministry with women's ministry I am really used to that with the women's aglow so when I married my husband I kind of felt like I was still president of aglow but I did not have much activities for some reason I did not sing in the choir anymore because I left my church to follow the direction of the Lord. <clears throat> and one night I was just worshiping the Lord, crying out. I was so lonely. and Because I'm a people people person. I love being around people. And uh, I felt like I was in a shell. So I said, Lord, what did I do wrong? I, I feel like I'm in a shell. I'm useless doing nothing, I'm no good for nothing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a pity party. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord just gently said it to me. All I need is the truth in the inward part. Wow, wow, wow. So, now, those who are striving so much to get somewhere, or to be heard, or to be visible. Mm -hmm. Stop. God has his time. Function the way you are. Be happy where you are planted. Yeah. Yeah. Grow where you are planted. Amen? 
God will make a way yes. in his perfect yes. time for your calling, for your gifting, for anything that he wants you to be. And when that happens, you will never stop saying thank the Lord because oh, it be his perfect ordained timing. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. All I want is the truth in the inward part. And so we get born again, and we are now wants to go on ministry. <laughs> we had this young man came to our church. Well, I want to open up a ministry center over in Coeur d'Alene. And he goes, Matthew, maybe you should slow down a little bit, and let's see where God really wants yeah. you to be. He got mad at, at us because we were trying to stop him from doing what God would do. But without foundation, wow. how is your house going to stand? Right. What are you going to give the people? Right. If you don't have that in you, you, then you don't have to take out. You can't give out food that you do not have. That's right. Okay? Wow. Take time to be... Build the holy foundations of the Lord for your life. Take time and grow. And when God shoots you out over there, you will have life oozing out of you. With great results. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Stick my face. So, 2 Corinthians 7, 10. I guess we got some yes. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 7, verse 10, please. <clears throat> part of godly sorrow or part of humbling ourselves is going through a godly sorrow that worketh repentance to salvation not to be repented of but the sorrow of the world worketh death so <clears throat> if there is no sorrow of repentance in our heart, have we really totally repented? Mm. Oh. Because there will be, and you will know when someone has totally had a sorrowful, heartfelt yes. repentance. Yes. There's transformation that happens yes. that yes. cannot be hid. That's right. It will ooze right out of them. You will know and see the chains. Okay? When there is no chains in a person's life and they say they're born again and they want to be ministry, but there's no chains in their way of living, attitude, and the, the, the way they live their lives. I say, what did you do with Jesus? Because I don't see chains. And God is a merciful God. If we repent and turn from our wicked ways, He will transform our lives yes. to be what He wants us to be so that we can be salt and light to the earth everywhere we go. Amen? Amen. So, if we lived here and we are part of this family being here, we're part of this family, but we're in Idaho, <laughs> I will be accountable to each one of you and give you the right to talk to me gently because I'm still, I still have flesh <laughs> and I can get hurt if you're nasty. <laughs> that is real. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bible says, you know, go real. talk.
talk to your brother. Right. If your brother has sinned against you or yes. you are responsible to, um, to judge <laughs> the sin in the church, did you know that? As a Christian, you have a responsibility to address sin when you see it. You know why? You know why? Not so you can beat up someone right. who is missing right. up, but so you can help them be restored to righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Love them. Reach out to them in love. If you come to me and say, hey, Sister Sione, I, I see this and I'm really concerned and I would like to address this with you. In love. I would be so happy that you cared for my soul. Yes. 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 That you would speak to my life because I need you. We need each other. That's right. We had, uh, our church has been torn twice. And we had a, um, we call it an umbrella group, like a board. And we have meetings once in a while to address things and plan. And But I became the, uh, what do you call that? <clears throat> Not a basketball, it's, anyway, I got beat up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, wa I was like the... The batting, you know how, yeah, you know how people, yeah, yeah, will we'll do that. I was that. They were trying to destroy me. I'm my husband's support, greatest, I'm strength to my husband, and they're trying to destroy me. Anyways, the last I remember is I just stood there calmly. I wasn't mad. I didn't scream. I just said, is there anybody here who cares for my soul? You know, a pastor's wife is not <laughs> because a pastor's wife, please love them. They give so much. They support their husband. They strengthen him at home after all the rustle and bustle of ministry. They're part of the ministry. But they carry more heavily yes. loaded things yes. inside. And to get beat up by the people they serve is, uh, doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> so I'm saying this not to discourage everybody, but to encourage you. That when you want to serve God, be willing to pay the price. Wow. Yeah. Amen. You cannot serve God and not be willing to pay That's the price. There is a price to pay. Somebody, somebody preached at our church one day. They were going to go to the mission field and we say, come and preach and we'll bless you as you go. And they preached and said, when you're born again, there's no more to do. I go, um, <clears throat> Where does that come out of the Bible? <laughs> what in the world is that? There's nothing to do. You are now born again. You cannot lose your salvation. You cannot, oh you cannot, I go, no. That is a lie. Yes. That's what my husband calls um, doctrines of devils, right? It is. It's biblical. Right. It's, he preached it last night. But 
I will never say that you have no more responsibility to live for God. That's right. mm -hmm. Our relationship with God is a two-way street. Yes. Marriage is a two-way street. Yes. You can't have a marriage between a man and a woman. I mean, that's the normal marriage, right? That's the only marriage. And think that that marriage is going to make it if there's only one oh, side working yeah. at it. Okay? My husband and I, we counsel marriages. We're, we don't even have a license to be counselors. We didn't go to counselors school either. We counsel by the word of God. If you can't receive the word of God, so we always let them know, if you want us to counsel you, we will be counseling you with what God has to say concerning your situation and with the holy wisdom of the Holy Spirit as much as what he would reveal out of the word is what we're going to counsel you. And if you're not interested in that, then we can't help you. So the word of God is very precise. It is settled in heaven. It is established. And we must obey to establish that also in our lives. <clears throat> so not to walk away too much from my um, preaching. <laughs> Turn from the wicked ways. That's where we were. For godly sorrow, work at repentance. Matthew 3, verse 8. Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. This involves total surrender to the Lordship over our lives in all things. 1 Corinthians six nineteen. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Ah, Lord. What's that mean? I like doing this. I like doing that. I like to eat this. I like to eat that. I like to watch this kind of television shows. I don't even watch soap operas anymore. I don't listen to secular music anymore. That's how far the Lord has taken me. Because none of those things feeds me life. It all ends up in deathly, humanistic thinking. We must be transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of our minds. Amen. For ye are bought, 1 Corinthians 6.20, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. If the church, who are called by my name, will humble themselves before a holy God and turn from their wicked ways, humility at heart level is not weakness. What? Humility at heart is not weakness? Especially if you're a man ministry, and you've got to be macho. You can't show emotions. My kids went to a church and they were told, you can't show any emotions or problem because you are minister. You can't. Yes, you can. You're a human being. 
<laughs> Get real. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Help us, Lord. If they humble themselves in humility, humility is not weakness. It is, in fact, great spiritual strength and acceptable before God. I don't care if it's not acceptable to man. That's where I am. My responsibility is to God. And then to man. Yes. Okay? If man does not understand that humility at heart, true humility. Now, you know, there are some false humility. Yes, My little daughter in the Lord, one time I said it in the pulpit, and she is so respectful, and I respected her so much. Because in the church, and don't, I hope you don't take offense with my boldness in speaking up this problems in our church. If somebody preach in the pulpit and they prick and it pricks them, they think you're talking about them. Right, right, right. I'm not talking about you if I'm preaching God's word. And how can I be a preacher if I can't preach the word the way it says it should be preached? Amen? And uh, I do know there's wisdom. We have to have the right spirit in our preaching. But she quietly came to me and said, after the service, took me into our office and said, um, could you please clarify to me what you mean by false humility? So I had to gently explain to her that false humility is born out of pride. Pride, right. yes, absolutely. You act like you're in humility. But actually, your heart is seething with anger and jealousy and nastiness. And eventually, the hidden things in the heart will be exposed. Because if you are like that, the Lord will bring a situation where you're going to get exposed. And the true nature of your heart will come out. That's right. Amen. Amen. So that is false humility. But true humility under God preaches out of love and concern for your soul, brothers and sisters. Because God loves you. And I have no right or business being up here if I don't love your soul. That's right. <laughs> I'll sit down and be quiet. I have no right to preach the word that way. And I will not preach the word unless the word has touched my life and it is alive within me to give to you. <clears throat> Preaching the word and telling people how to be but you yourself is not submitted to the word of God is abomination to the Lord. That is true rebellion against God's word. Okay? I'm sorry. It's like, that's how I see things. Let's go to some, some examples of how our God responds to humility. Because he sees our heart. 
Proverbs 15.33. There's so many examples. All you have to do now is Google it or, or go to your Bible program and search. <laughs> Isn't that awesome, though? Now, okay, I'll digress just a little bit to wake you guys up. GPS. <clears throat> Before we know that there was GPS, my son introduced my husband to the GPS. I used to be the one to read the map. Yes. When he's driving. And how many times did I say, stir this way? I read the map. <laughs> we got lost a few times. Anyway, <laughs> so my, my youngest son, he works for, he travels a lot because of his job. He says, John, I think that you should get um, GPS. It would help you a lot, especially in the city. He goes, it helps me a lot because I don't know the places, but if I type in the address, it'll take me right there. He goes, okay. So we got GPS, and I tell you he loves that GPS. <clears throat> so we were driving to Oregon two weeks ago, and uh, lo and behold, even this wonderful GPS, if you don't um, recharge them and, and uh, put in the brand new whatever update, is the change yeah. update, <laughs> Um, it can cause a glitch in your driving. <laughs> so, so I go, Hans, that GPS is telling us to keep going. But I said, the sign to our destination is right there. He goes, what? <laughs> I cannot stop thanking the Lord. He saved us two hours because I saw the sign. He wasn't paying attention to the sign. I made it aware to him, and I believe the Holy Spirit, which is the real GPS for That's our lives, <laughs> opened my eyes. I just turned my eyes and saw, oh, Hans, it says turn here to go to our destination. He goes, it does? So he had enough time in four lanes to get into the last place. Wow. Whoa! Okay. And the Lord made a way, and we got into that exit. He goes, well, we'll check it out and see. And we can always get back to the freeway. Okay, sounds good. We got there, and guess what? Our hotel destination was right off that exit. Wow. So when I say, Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you, because God loves us, amen. When we say in the morning, thank you, good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, you're welcome to our day. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your counsel, your guidance, divine protection, and instructions. Step by step, help us and guide us. When we pray that, don't forget that you prayed. God, have mercy on me. I always pray when I leave my house to go somewhere. Lord, can I please have a parking spot right in front of the door? We were going to We were going to the mall one day. My daughter was riding with me. We were going to go to Spokane Valley Mall and bum around. 
So <clears throat> we got to the parking lot and I go, oh no, I forgot to ask the Lord for a parking spot. <laughs> and my daughter says, mom, I get, oh honey, I always ask the Lord for a parking spot. So I went around. This was like two parking rows in front of the door, right? So I went around this way and turned around. Lo and behold, when I got to the very end in front of the door, somebody pulled out right in front of the door. And I even forgot to pray. So the Lord had mercy on me. Oh, I'm having a good time. Thank you, Lord. So now why am I sharing all these funny things to you guys? I want you to be encouraged that God cares for every detail. There's no detail that he doesn't care about or know about you and me. That's the beauty that you can trust the Lord, that he will do well for you if we trust and obey and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways and be in his presence. Psalm 91. Oh, two, two months before my husband and I got married, a friend of mine from <clears throat> New Mexico called me. Sioni, the Lord, I woke up in the middle of the night. He said, this book, Psalm 91, is for you and John to meditate on. So before we were married, he's in Canada, I'm in Coeur He calls me every day in the morning before I go to work, real quick. Then we, we uh, pray Psalm 91 together, and we've been praying Psalm 91 night and day in the morning. Once in a while, we've gotten away from it, but gotten it pretty good. Mm -hmm. But you know, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How awesome is that? I can see that the eagle's wings hover about you. You are covered, protected. Don't step out of that. It's the best place to be. Yes. Hallelujah. Okay. Here we go. Proverbs 15.33 The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Proverbs 18, 12. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. Before honor is humility. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Ye, all of you, be subject one to another. That's a hard thing. Be subject to one another. But it can be done as we submit to God first. Because we're all different. But you know what? There is no differences whatsoever if God is in our relationships. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble is a big deal to the Lord. 
true humility at heart is a big deal to the Lord. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We have to resist. I have this thing. If you're an intercessor, I have a message in intercession, but I don't know if we'll ever get there. <clears throat> we must be under the unction for intercession, under the Holy Ghost and the blood of the Lamb. Because you will get kicked on. You mess around with the devil without your covering, you will get kicked on. I've seen people get out of ministry even. Got kicked on one day. This lady was going to take a team of dancers to Ireland. I said to her, who is your connection in Ireland? Nobody, just the Lord. We're going to go to the mountains and hills and dance and, you know, fight the enemies in Ireland. Go, yeah. I said, could I give you a little warning on that? And I told her, and she did not listen. You know what happened? Her team of four young dancers in the Lord, anointed young women, one of them was my daughter, they got scattered. Her daughter went into rebellion. Today they're all amenary. The fruit of not understanding mm. protocols. Mm -hmm. There's order in our yes, service. Yes. There is rules of engagement. Yes, Lord. And if we don't know the rules of engagement and what we engage in, we will reap the backlash. Very important. Please hear me. I feel bad for some that have gone through because they will not hear counsel. We must hear the Lord when he is saying something to us through somebody. I don't care if you like that person. You should be able, if you're an intercessor, you should be able to, to hear the voice of the Lord even if it's speaking through a donkey. Wow, yes. Because we didn't like the person who spoke to us. We ignore the warnings of the Lord. And it's not my fault she didn't like me. I didn't do anything wrong. I loved that woman so bad wow. in our church. <laughs> So these are rules of engagement under God. Draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. Conditional. Clench your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. God's response to obedience. <clears throat> There's four things there. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal their land. Then, there's that word. Pay attention to the then in the Bible. Mm -hmm. The S and the then and other. There's other things. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. This promise will surely be answered 
when the conditions involved with this promise is adhered to means to act in a way that is required, terms, standards, and is limited to his people who are called by his name. That's us. Clarification for being called by his, by his people means the believer in Christ Jesus, washed by the blood of the Lamb. We are a peculiar people right. under God. Amen. We do have an identity. Never lose your identity. It's Christ. Somebody say, who are you? I'm a child of God. Oh, now mine eyes shall be open and my ears, verse 15, attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Now, place can be a corporate prayer in this building, but it can be this place, God's habitation, the individual people called of God. And that's how I see it. I hope you see that. If God reveals it to you a little bit differently, it's okay. You can talk to me later. But God also sees us individually, and we are his place of habitation. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house. Who is that? It can be this building where we meet, but this is his house. He lives here. Let us not forget that in our daily life. When we wake up in the morning, let us be practice. Let's practice the awareness of him. Let's not leave him at home when we go out. Because he desperately wants to be with us. He loves us so much. But I believe God gets very sad when we do not acknowledge him in our daily moment my moment yeah. basis in our lives, busy or not. Yeah. There should be an awareness constantly in your mind and in your heart that God's with you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, Verse 5, um, chapter 9, Exodus, I'm sorry, I'm in Exodus now, <laughs> sorry, Exodus 19, verse 4 and 5, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, how I bare you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Oh. That gives me chills. First Peter 2 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Ephesians 1.13 In whom 
ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed. Ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Does God hear the cry for help by an unbeliever? Yes, he does. A cry for repentance unto salvation. God is a righteous judge because he is the only one who sees the heart issues and motives. God's word will not return to him void. I love this part. For as the rain cometh down, Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, thank you. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. In intercession, it is very important that we send forth the word of God. Prophetic intercession is that. The word of God is his prophetic word. When we send forth the word, believe that God is going to do it in his due time. If you're praying for someone in intercession, send forth the word of life of God to that person. I have seen prayer groups that I don't want to be a part of. They become God and they send forth curses. Yes. Their judgments comes out of their mouth asking God to do that. You can't do that. You're going to be catching the seeds you're planting, and it's going to grow in your yard. Let us be careful with this intercession part. There are some that I don't want to be a part of, and I don't actually, I had two intercessory groups that was torn by somebody, and I haven't had anybody to join me. Right now, I have one little new daughter in the Lord. She is a natural intercessor. She loves to pray and worship God, and we love each other. It's just the two of us right now. We started a prayer time together once a week. And oh my gosh, what God does. Mm. We've only had about four times together. And right in the middle of intercession, worship comes forth. Mm. We'd be worshiping the Lord, and then we'll go right into praying, yeah, sending yeah. forth life, and uh, proclaiming God's promises and His word over the situations. So I pray that God will provide me with others that uh, are the same heart and mind. It's like building five-fold foundation, five-fold ministry. How do you build? The Lord promised us. Here we of God came down on our car, coming home from Canada. He had a word for me, and I had a word for him. I go, shh, God is talking. Wait. So he waited. And the Lord said, I will bring those with like mind, like heart, like vision. And I never did understood that because the people that has been, that has come and gone, was not those kind of people. They came to tear. They came to take what they can take from him. Then when, then when they don't 
think they can get what they want because they want to do their thing, then they tear us apart and destroy us to others. And our church has been emptied out. It's been full twice, and it's been emptied out twice. Right now, we're just building the core. We're not reaching too much into community thing. But we have people, the, the planting of the Lord. Lord this is God yeah. has, has changed my cry. Lord, send your planting. Yes. Because see, those that be planted by the Lord in the house of the Lord, they will flourish they will in the courts of our God. Amen. That's the word. You will know when they are planted by the Lord. They will be hungry to learn what you're all about, what God is doing in your midst, and to be a part of that, to be the answer to your prayers where others can come and work together, working together. We are a body of Christ. One. When we become one in Him, then we will see God's building of His church come forth. Amen. Amen. I have so much more. I'd like to sing one more song to close my message. I hope that helped. I, I, um, my, my notes here is good for a whole week of uh, women's conference or whatever. <laughs> like, so much of it. Anyways, God knows, right? I just want to sing a worship, and we can just worship the Lord. And my husband can have his afternoon. I hope I didn't take too much time. Did I take too long? I was a little too long. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're just going to, I don't know if you guys know this song, but push your eyes and just let the words of the Lord worship through you. This is just proclamation of who God is, and I love him very much. It's called, Oh, My Soul, Find Rest. God calls us to rest. And what kind of rest is that? In Him, amen? You are my love, my life, my longing heart fulfilled. You are my quiet place where I'll be and still you are my gentle father and my loving Lord you are my savior and my king forevermore sing that again from the top you are my love my life my longing heart fulfilled. You are my quiet place where I'll be safe and still. You are my gentle father and my loving Lord. You are my savior and my King forevermore, and I 
upon the waves. You are my rock, the sure foundation of my faith. Oh, my soul, oh, my soul, find rest in God You are Lord. You are the river flowing with all the power and strength. You are the one who reads the writings of my heart. You are the wings that carry me beyond the dark.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For the beautiful, powerful dwelling place you have given us. May we choose to dwell in the shadow of the Almighty, in your presence, Lord, with fullness of joy. Holy is the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.